thanks for checking out this message from Springmount Church. For more information about us and what we do, visit our website, springmount.church. Why not check out all the different groups that run throughout each week in Barrow and on Walney? And join us every Sunday from 11am at Salt House Pavilion in Barrow Infernos. If you would like us as a church to pray for you, please email prayer at springmount.church or sign up on our website for monthly news straight to your inbox. Oh, good morning. This side, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Well done. Great to be in a church that's open to what God is saying to us and to share with you this morning something from just two verses from the Bible, but they are exceedingly good verses, as Mr. Kipling would say about his cakes. Let us pray. Okay, Jabez was more... Uh, Jabez, these are, these are the verses. Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. His mother had named him Jabez, saying, I gave birth to him in pain. Who named you? I'm, I'm eternally grateful to those mugs you can buy that tell you what your name means off the motorway. My name means something. I'm not it, but it means something, you know. And you find out what your name means. Imagine going through life reminded of pain. And every time your mum saw you, she thinks you're nothing but pain. Maybe you can relate to that, I don't know. But. Jabez, verses 9 and 10 of 1 Chronicles chapter number 4. And so we have this one, just these two verses, but let's look at these verses in detail. What it has to say to us. Verse 10 says, Jabez cried out to the God of Israel, All that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me and keep me from harm, so that I will be free from pain. And God granted his request. So here we have a man, we know nothing about his background at all. Probably a son of David, but we don't know. Don't know the name of his mother. All we know about his mother is, when she gave birth, she suffered Now, I can't relate to that. Maybe you can. But here we have this wonderful situation where she gives birth and she names him Jabez. Oh, you're patting your beard. (laughs) She's standing in front of rubbing a big basketball or something underneath the jumper. (laughs) Is that your breakfast? Well, I hope it's that we'll give thanks for it because it's a big breakfast, is that? My word, yeah. But Jabez was lumbered with something from his parents. You're nothing but pain. And so we're going to look at these verses together. The first thing we found about Jabez was he was more honorable than his brothers. Now, I don't know about you, but who do you compare yourself to? Well, if I want to be thin, I compare myself to someone that's fatter than me. Because 
Somebody said to me in prison the other day, are you losing weight? I said, no, I'm just buying bigger jumpers. It's a great way of doing it. <laughs> Stick another X on the front and you feel as if you're thin, you know? Well, Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. Have you got the, the, the PowerPoint thing? Yeah? Brilliant. Can we all see that? He was more honorable than his brothers. We compare ourselves for our own benefit, don't we? Not as clever as, but cleverer than. Not as fast as, but faster than. Someone's asked me, how fast can you run? I said, depends who's chasing me. <laughs> but we look at other people, we compare ourselves to other people, and we always kind of come out favorable if we're thinking positive about ourselves, or we come out unfavorable if we're thinking negative about ourselves. Oh, I can't do that, and I can't do that. But I can do this, and I can do this, and I'm, I'm better than And so we compare ourselves. Well, this is what God says about Jabez. He was more honorable, deserved more respect than, was more upright than his brothers. And we don't know anything about his background, but God does. God knows about him. Now, maybe, knows, maybe, knows, maybe nobody knows about your background, but, but God does. He knows all about you, where you came from. He knows your family history. Anybody here into genealogies and tracing back to their family roots, everything else, you found out your great-granddad was a murderer, so you stopped looking then. <laughs> you know, you get these programs, this program on television where they, who do you think you are? Apparently... They only pick a few because most of them are pretty boring. Oh, my dad was this, and my dad was that, my mum was. <gasps> but there's somebody here, and their dad was a Martian. Oh, we'll have him on then. Yeah, come on. What's your family background like? When I grew up, I grew up in a church not far away from here, just up Rysdale Road. And I came to the conclusion that I had to rethink my Christian faith for me. Nothing wrong with the church, but I had to find my own faith. Brought up in a Christian church, Christian family. It was before I joined it anyway. And I had to rethink what I believed. So, as we think about this this morning, we think about the are more honorable than other people. He was named after birth pains, lumbered by his mum with a name that has the imprint of pain. In 1974, Elia and I got married. She's been a brick. And uh, we bought a house, and we sold our house to a, a couple called Mr. and Mrs. Lads. And we, they bought the house of us. And a while later, we, had, we met them and had a baby. Well, she'd had the baby. And I was asking, what have you called her? She said, Kimberly. I says, what a lovely name. Kim Remember Kimberly? Kimberly, what a lovely name. Is that a family name? No, she said. I'd given birth, and the nurse said to me, what are you going to call her? She said, and I looked over, and on the wall, <laughs> there was a Kimberly Clark paper dispenser. And she called her daughter, Kimberly. So if you ever meet a person called Fire Exit, you know where that's coming from. <laughs> Incredible, Kim. But 
she was, he was given the name Jabez, lumbered with his, by his parents with his name that's always going to mean pain and suffering. You know, we can, if we're not careful, allow other people to influence who we are. And parents can be quite influential in that. Quite influential, but it's, it's breaking out of that to be the person that God wants me to be. Now, some parents are very, very wise, and some are not. But we've got to break out from that influence of our parents, if that's what God wants us to do, and be the person that God wants us to be. I had to do that as a, as a teenager. From the first time I said no to my mother, no to my mother, she almost fell over. It was, it was all, you know, pressure to obey your parents. and they, Oh, no. It's what God wants me to be that matters. And so Jabez was lumbered with this name that means pain and suffering, but that did not define him. Did not define him. And he cried out to the God of Israel. Do you find it hard sometimes to know who to shout out to, to cry out to? If your car's broken down, you, you want a reliable garage, don't you? We're blessed with a garage just around the corner from where we live. He's a, he's a lovely fella. He always shows you the bits he's taken off. He said, I, I, that's broken. Oh, thank you very much. No, I, no, I, 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 thank, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Trust him, man. Trust him, you know. A good barber. Johnny's got one. <laughs> you know what I mean? The thing is, if you cut your hair wrong, it just grows again. Never mind, Johnny. I'm moving on from that. Who do you trust? Who do I trust? Who do I know is always going to be there for me? Oh, no. You'll never let go. Just been singing, haven't we? There are people in this world that will let us down. And they promise to be there for us. And due to circumstances perhaps beyond their control, beyond their reasoning, they just can't be there for us. And we, we feel disappointed. They've let us down. It could be anybody. It could be a doctor, a nurse. It could be a, an accountant. It could be absolutely anybody, a, a family member, a whatever, and they've let us down. Well, Jabez cried out to the God of Israel, the God of Israel had a track record of getting things right, of doing great things, of delivering and saving people, of rescuing people, of empowering people, of people taking people into difficult places that they might learn a lesson, but bringing them out stronger and more dynamic and with, with a reason for being. That's the God of Israel that Jabez cried out to. He didn't cry out to his brothers or his mum or his dad. He cried to the God of Israel. You know, when the darkness comes and it's Half past one in the morning, I'm often amazed. Why are things worse half past one in the morning than you are at half past one in the afternoon? It's just the way it is, isn't it? It's dark, it's cold, or whatever. And things begin to grow in your mind, and you begin to imagine all kinds of things that could happen before you know it. You're down the road of things that might happen, and you haven't even happened yet. But you're there, you're living them out, and it's a fantasy world of dreams and horror and worries and dread. And uh, you think, ah! Let me tell you a story. Risley Prison, a week last Tuesday morning. Go there, I go there every week, and they let me out every week as well. It's quite a blessing, really. <laughs> it's a tough place. 
violent place. And this man came in. We call him John. He's been there for horrible things. And he came in and he knew his Bible. He talked about the Holy Spirit. Talked about baptism. Talked about all kinds of things to do with the Bible. And we break for coffee halfway through. And I said, John, what is it? He said, I want to change. What are you waiting for? waiting for God to do something. I said, what's he going to do? He said, I don't know. So we talked about waiting for a bus. And the bus pulls up and the bus has on it the destination you want to get to. Liverpool was the example that I chose because he's a scouser. And he stands at a bus stop and the bus arrives And the bus drives off, waiting for the bus driver to do something. When all the time it's that step onto the bus. We talked about it. John, what is it stopping you? And he stood there in Risley Prison. And he said, Lord Jesus, come into my life. Take me. Fill me. Save me. And he turned around and told the other prisoners that were there, I've just trusted Jesus. And the response was from the prisoners. And some were rejoicing. That was a week last Tuesday. He came last Tuesday. John, how are you doing? I have never known love like this. I have never known peace like this. I have never known joy like this. He'd spent a week in prison with a new love and a new joy and a new hope. Why? Because he cried out to the God of Israel who does not let us go, who's waiting for us this morning to cry out to him. And if I can put it to get on the bus, And Jabez, with all the pain that he was lumbered with, cried out to the God of Israel. And what was his request? To put the sketch thing away and please, was simply this. Oh, that you would bless me. Oh, that you would bless me. I want to know God's blessing in my life. I want the God of Israel to bless me. Not the person down the road. Not my uncle and auntie, not my kids, but me. Do you ever pray for you? Pray for you, that God will bless you. God will pour out his blessings on you. That I would pray that God will pour his blessings on me, that I would know God's blessings in my life, right where I am, with my family background, with my reputation or whatever. And then he picks out where he wants God to bless him. That you'd enlarge my territory. The specific need that he had wasn't his health. Not so much his wealth. Lord, I want you to bless my territory. I want you to enlarge my borders. That's where I feel I need your blessing. Now, as I said that, was there a part of your life that sprang to your mind? 
that you know God needs to bless you right there. I go to the osteopath now and again to put bones back into place. He says the word relax. Oh, don't trust that man. And he gets his finger and he goes down my spine. I'm thinking, here it comes. He just goes, does it hurt here? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh. You see, it's just there that I need the osteopath's touch. Now, where do you need God to bless you in your life? What is it about relationship, about a desire, about a habit that you need God to bless that part of your life? Bless me, enlarge my territory. But that's not enough. Let your hand be with me. I don't want your blessing and then you to leave me alone. I need you with the blessing. I need you to be with me. Let your hand be with me. I want you to take me and lead me and hold my hand and guide me to keep me from harm. God, I don't just want the blessing. I want your presence to go with me as well. For God to be with us day by day, moment by moment, circumstance by circumstance, hard time by hard time, good time by good time, to know that he's always going to be there because that's the God that we worship from the Bible. That's the God that we trust in. That's the God that we believe in. And that's the God that's available to you and to me this morning. Bless me. Oh, that you would bless me. Enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me and keep me from harm that I will be free from pain. That my name won't be a stigma anymore. That I won't be a pain to others and that I, won't, I just want to be free from all those things. You know, when I read that, I thought of the Lord's Prayer. And Jesus said, when you pray, part of the prayer pattern should be this. Lead us not into temptation. You're a Christian this morning. I want to tell you this. God paid too much to get you, to hurt you, without a cause. He will take us through difficult times. We'll put ourselves in places where we're suffering because of our wrong decisions. But our God will never leave us. And Jesus said, when you pray, pray this. Have no desire to be led into temptation, into suffering. It's going to come anyway, but don't bring it forward to you. That I might be free from pain. I've learned my lessons about life, mostly when I've been in pain. Physical, spiritual, whatever. That's when I've learned how great my God is. That's when I've learned how mighty his power is. When I've hurt him with my wrong behavior, that's when I've learned about how great his forgiveness is. When I don't deserve his blessings, but he showers them on me anyway, that's when I learn about the greatness of his grace. And that's Jabez's prayer. Two verses. 
the last bit. And God granted his request. <laughs> you see, when I put myself in a place of wanting for me what God wants for me, God will always grant the request. When I'm prepared to humble myself and say, Lord, not my will but yours be done, and I prepare to accept his will and go along that path, he will bless me. He will always grant my request. When I shake my tiny little fist at my God and I stamp my tiny little foot in front of the God of the universe and demand my own way because it's easy for me, God in his wisdom just sometimes says, no, no. But are you in a place, am I in a place this morning where I'm so in tune with God that what I ask for, God's going to give me? That begins with salvation. That begins with faith in Jesus Christ. That he died for me, gave his life for me, that I might be forgiven. And there God and I were together. And he always grants that request. And John, in that prison last Tuesday, came to know joy and peace and love. Because he was communicating with God in a way that God said, you know, John... I'll give you that. Second slide, please. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 22. The blessing of the Lord brings wealth, and he adds no trouble to it. No blessing that God was ever going to give us is going to cause us real trouble. It might take us through troubled times, but God will be with us and bless us. So I can struggle through life dealing with this and this and this and this and that and that and that and that. But all the time there's a God in heaven that just says, would you let me in? Would you let me in? I won't trouble you. I'll just bless you. I won't harm you. I just want to bless you. Ephesians 1 verse 3, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. Dear friend, this morning as Christians, we have at our disposal the limitless resources of the spiritual bank of heaven. That went down well, didn't it? The limitless, endless resources of the bank of heaven in Christ. All that I need for life is there. In every situation, it's there. In every circumstance, the bank of heaven is open to me. Every spiritual blessing. Everything that I need to be the person that God wants me to be. Do you ever feel in those forms where you have a yes, no answer? I did one last night. I was trying to get some holiday insurance and I came across a, a yes. Well, when I said yes, it sent me to another page. I thought, oh, 
what tablets do you take? I think, oh, goodness, forget it, I'll do it again. But if it's no, that's it dealt with, sorted. You carry on to the next question. But if it's yes, you've got to pay attention to what the form says. Right? So the question for you, me, this morning is this. Do I want God to bless me? Yes or no? If the answer's no, well, I'll just carry on with life as it is. Finding my own way, my own resources. I'll do what I've got to do. I'll just get through life. I'll, I'll struggle from crisis to crisis. I'll go from success to success. I'll just get on with it. But if the answer's yes, I want God to bless me, that takes attention from you and me. And it's not my will, but yours be done. I surrender to you, God, and I will do what you want me to do. I will go where you want me to go. I will trust you. If the answer's yes, then we've got to do something about it. If the answer yes this morning, we need to take action then. To come closer to him, to allow him to touch those parts of our lives that need to be touched. Those things that nobody else knows about, but we know about it. Those things that we just know God needs to bless and touch. If the answer's no, well, just carry on, says God, it's, it's up to you. If the answer's yes, where do I want God to bless me? And as I said, that's a part of my life I know I want God to bless. I'm not going to tell you what it is. But you know yours. And you know yours. And you know yours. And you know yours. And you know yours because I know mine. Friends, there's a God who wants to lift us from what life has dealt us to a place of blessing and His honor and His glory. And it begins with prayer, talking to God. He's not far away from any one of us says the Apostle Paul to the folk in Athens, God is only ever one prayer away. May God bless his word to our hearts this morning.